there's such a strong people component to cybersecurity. You know, be, being in the field as long as I've been, you know, there's always been a focus, more so of a focus on, you know, sort of the processes, the technologies, you know, and, and going full tilt with that. But one of the things I've learned the most uh, uh, recently has been being able to lead with empathy and leading with kindness. You know, there, uh, especially during the pandemic, you know, when we're all stretched a, a, a mile thin, we're all pulled in a million different directions, uh, many of us on our last nerves kind of thing, uh, by being compassionate and really understand where, where people are, um, that, that, that holds great value for, for people in cybersecurity roles. So I'd say that's the thing I've learned the most. You're listening to KBCast, the cybersecurity podcast for all executives. Cutting through the jargon and hype to understand the landscape where risk and technology meet. Now, here's your host, Carissa Breen. Dom, welcome back to the show. I'm really excited to have you back. Uh, we spoke a fair few weeks ago, and I know that I was saying you were probably a second guest when we first started KBCast a long time ago. So it's really, really awesome to get you back because not only do I see you as a friend, I really like your attitude, not only in your personal life, but towards the industry as well. So I know that we are going to be talking about a very interesting topic today, something that I've never actually spoken about on the show. And I think it's going to be interesting because I believe a lot of people probably think it, but they don't actually talk about it. So I'm definitely keen to jump into that. But before we do that, I'm curious to know, like, what have you learned since we've had you on the show, which was quite long ago now, but I'm, I'm just keen to understand, like, what are some of your experiences and, and things that you've sort of picked up along the way? Well, first off, KB, it's it's a pleasure to be back. I'm uh, really grateful to uh, to be on the show again, and um, just, I appreciate your friendship so much. Not only are you one of my favorite Australians, but you're one of my favorite people. You know, you're you're, you're good people, and like I said, I always I'm always energized by our converse, by our conversation. So it's wonderful to be back. And you know, to answer your, your 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 question there, you know, what have I learned <laughs> since the long, long time since I was last on your your, your great podcast here? Um, I'd say for me, it was really really understanding that there's such a strong people component to cybersecurity, you know, being in the field, as long as I've been, there's always been a focus, more so of a focus on, you know, sort of the processes, the technologies, you know, and and going full tilt with that. But one of the things I've learned the most uh, uh, recently has been being able to lead with empathy and leading with kindness, you know, there, especially during the pandemic, you know, when we're all stretched a a mile thin, we're all pulled in a million different directions. uh, Many of us on our last nerves kind of thing uh, by being compassionate, passion and really understand where, where people are, um, that, that, that holds great value for, for people in cybersecurity roles. So I'd say that's the thing I've learned the most. Yeah, I really love that you say that because I was talking to someone yesterday about empathy and having kindness for other people and probably sort of take, what's that saying, like walking a mile in someone else's shoes. I always like to put myself in someone else's situation to see it from their point of view. Do you sort of think that people, particularly in our space, kind of forget that? Because sometimes I do see how other people speak to one another online, how people have spoken to me in the past, which is completely wild, and I would never speak to someone the way in which people have spoken to me. Where do you think that sort of comes from? 
Yeah, you know, I, I, I'd say it's, it still stems from the fact that for a, lo- for a lot of people, um, empathy and kindness isn't the default. You know, uh, um, you know, a lot of people will actually exert more energy by being negative or diver- uh, you know, directing uh, uh, hateful comments towards other people or, or resentment. Um, it actually that's, that requires more energy. You know, if a lot of people understood not just the benefits of leading with, with empathy and kindness, but the fact that you can do that, I think a lot of people forget that, you know, it's, it's an option, right? You don't, your default doesn't have to be being a mean ogre like, like person, you know, it, 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 to me, when I see people resonating with those uh, and vibrating on those, well, I'll refer to those pos- positive frequencies uh, by leading with kindness, leading with empathy, um, you tend to see them having greater positive outcomes more frequently, whether that be in life and work, uh, whether it be in cybersecurity. Uh, I think that's something which is really important for cybersecurity professionals, whether you're dealing with clients, whether you're dealing with your uh, internal team. Um, by Leading with empathy and leading with with compassion, leading with kindness, uh, boy, you're going to be you're going to be furthering your security agenda more than if you're just an old fashioned stick in the mud. Hundred percent, I totally agree with you, and I know that I do try to come from the perspective around a branding point of view. Like, for example, if I'm sitting there and I'm negative to someone online because I don't know I didn't like the way they said something. Someone else may see that they may not like me as an individual. They may not want to work with my company. So I think people don't zoom out and look at it from that perspective. Uh, And also, like, it's just being mean. Like, if you don't have something nice to say, just don't say it at all is my philosophy. It's what my parents have have taught me. So I guess sometimes I am shocked by the behavior of other people that are adults that have lived longer on the earth than I have. But I guess people just don't have the same upbringing or the same sort of life experiences, or they don't actually see the full picture. So I hope that today, some of the things that we talk about is just going to plant the seed for how people are operating between one another in the space. Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, just hitting on the branding piece, you know, quickly, you know, one of the strategies, and I'll, I'll just zero in on, on a platform like LinkedIn, one of the strategies which I embarked on just before the pandemic was to just consistently engage with other people's content, leaving uplifting, positive comments. You know, so as you know, social media is rife with um, negativity and negative trolls. And I saw the opportunity to be, uh, I self-brand myself as a positive troll, even though I'm six foot two and don't quite look like a troll. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it's it's been something which, as I've embarked on that, being consistent with that over 20 months, I am now seeing the fruits of by being consistently kind, and I'll use the word consistently uh, and emphasize that, that has just absolutely blossomed my brand, my company's brand, and has just uh, allowed us to have an increase in, in, in workflow, all based off people you know, seeing me consistently being kind online. So even from just a business perspective, if you don't want to be kind just for the fact that it is the right thing to do, I truly am seeing that by leading with kindness, that has a very positive impact on your bottom line. Absolutely. I absolutely love that. So thank you so much for sharing that. One of the things I want to get into now, which we sort of came up with when we were talking and just speaking randomly about things, is a very interesting topic, which is security ghosting. Now, people may have heard this term in the dating world, uh, getting ghosted by people, especially if you're on uh, dating applications like Tinder and things like that. So we're obviously not talking about that, but what we are 
sort of applying this term to in this security industry. So, Dom, can you please just provide your definition of security ghosting so people listening are aware of what we are referring to and it's definitely not on the dating side of it but more so what we're sort of seeing in our industry? Absolutely, and 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 uh, please feel free to uh, append what I'm saying, KB. I'm I'm going off memory from our from our conversation, but um, you know, for me, one of the things I when I think about with security ghosting is by uh, engagement with um, uh, with 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 vendors. So if you are, as an example, a security vendor and you're reaching out to people, and people you know you're engaged with a, a, from a perspective, then all of a sudden uh, they disappear. That's an element of security ghosting. Or even the reverse, I've seen that where you know you're an organization, you need the services of a of a certain you know, potential uh, uh, vendor. You reach out to them, and if they see you know it's not a right fit, they'll just all of a sudden ghost you, and th- those communications go 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 quiet. So I mean, I've seen that happen both in my corporate job and obviously as a, as an entrepreneur, you know, selling security uh, advisory services. Um, I get ghosted all the time. You know, I'll, I'll start to reach out saying, "Hey, you know, what? Uh, we came across your company website. Really interested in what you do. We think you, uh, you know we could really benefit from those services. Uh, can we set up a time to talk?" And then you know, you send out an email, call them. Nothing. <laughs> uh, that to me, at least, is what I've seen as, as being security ghosting. Yeah, you're so right. And it happens a lot. And I mean, people that are probably listening to this episode are like, yeah, I've definitely been ghosted. I mean, it doesn't even matter which side of the coin that you're sort of looking from, like your vendor, you are an MSSP, an integrator. I mean, even from a client's point of view as well, an end client, like potentially they've been ghosted. Maybe it's from a recruiter. Who knows? So, why do you think people sort of ghost anyway? Like it seems to be people are doing it more now and I'm curious to know why. Oh, that's such a good question, KB. You know, um, it actually goes back to, I think, to maybe the the root of where we started our conversation. To me, it circles around uh, the fact there's still a lack of kindness and empathy towards people um, and towards each other, right? Even during the pandemic when we're, we're all, stretched again a mile thin we should be starting with kindness recognizing that you know someone who's reaching out to you uh may be doing so because you know they're 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 stressed out they need to make sure that they have uh food on the on the uh for dinner for for their family you know uh even just a simple yes or no i'm interested that can go a long long way and to me it all it circles back to kindness even i know we're not talking about dating apps but i think it's the same root of it right it's a fundamental lack of respect and kindness to your fellow human. Well, I think I, I sort of think about it from a branding perspective. So if someone came to me and they, I don't know, inquired about some services and I just ghosted them, they're probably going to think pretty negatively of me. Like, I don't care whether you're a sizo, you're the Sultan of Brunei. I just <laughs> believe you don't need to ghost. Oh, I, 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 absolutely. You know, and, and back to um, what I was referring to earlier is like like kindness being part of a brand and being you know a key element of of a brand. If you're the type of person and or vendor who is continuously ghosting people, eventually, especially in a community like cybersecurity, cybersecurity you know is a, is still a relatively small community in the grand scheme of things. Um, you know, people talk right, and your reputation 
that precedes you. So if you are the type of organization or type of person that is regularly ghosting people, that's going to hold you back in whether it be your career, that's going to hold your company back from a branding perspective. Uh, so uh, to me, it's, <laughs> again, if you're not actively investing in making sure that how you communicate to people is in a kind and empathetic way, uh, you're going to be tarnishing your brand. Do you think that, for example, people that are in the buying sort of side of things in the buying chair, let's call it, they don't care because they're like, well, I hold all the power. I hold all of the cards. I've just ghosted the last 15 people. I don't really care. Do you think that's their mentality or do you think they're just so spread thin, they're stressed out, they're overworked? What do you think it is specifically? Yeah, that, that, that's a really good good question. And, and I'll what I will say is I'll, I'll paint different pictures in terms of an I think almost an overall experience. You know, the um, uh, whether that be with, with our clients or you know people that that, uh, that I coach, so security. Let's say security managers that I see or security directors who will always make sure that they go their way to politely um, and, uh, send emails, uh, whether it's a yes, no, or what have you to to vendors. They always make sure that they leave a response. Those types of security people. A, they end up going further in their career, and I, I've seen that. But but B, more importantly, or maybe not necessarily more importantly, but at least from a short-term perspective, I should say, that they end, whatever vendor they end up going with, they end up having a more positive relationship moving forward. It ends up being a more long-term relationship as well um, because that type of person tends to be more transparent. They tend to be more authentic, uh, and they tend to have much more uh, um, in-depth and meaningful relationships. If you contrast that with security managers who will just ghost uh, uh, other vendors or ghost salespeople and will only have communication uh, with you know whatever vendor they end up uh, uh, selecting, those types of people, um, again, uh, not necessarily trying to brush them all with uh, a broad stroke, but generally speaking, those types of people tend to have more of a fixed mindset. They tend not to go as far in their career, right? Their, their growth is limited and the relationship that they have with that vendor ends up being uh, much more short, short term and the relationship doesn't tend to be as meaningful as it, uh, as it is um, um, with someone who is more empathetic and, and more kind in terms of their communication style. And I can understand it from their point of view. I do know some vendors can be quite aggressive. So maybe if they've said no and then after a while they just keep coming back, um, they're going to just maybe ghost them. So I can kind of understand from that perspective, but if they've approached a company, you've gone through the whole process, you sent out your, I don't know, your services, statement of work, whatever you want to call it, your quote, and then you hear nothing, just this dead air, that's the part I don't quite get still because, I mean, I've worked on a client side. I've worked in consulting side. So for me, when I transitioned out of working at a client, it's almost like no one wanted to know me. And I've seen this happen time and time again. So when I speak to people that are now entrepreneurs or they want to go out on their own, I said, look, you've been a client your whole life. You watch the tables turn. People will not want to know you simply because now you're on the services or the vendor land side and people's mindset towards you can change quite rapidly. Are you sort of seeing the same sort of things or what, what's your view on that? Yeah, absolutely, Kibi. And you know, that's a really key caveat that you bring up there, again, about the um, in terms of where they are in the communication um, life cycle, shall we say. You know, if you've been clear with, uh, with someone and have said, no, we're not 
moving ahead with you and they keep sending you emails, I don't consider that, and you don't respond to that, I don't consider that ghosting because you've been very clear and you've now ended what, you know, at least at that point in time, where the relationship is. But to your point, you know, if you send out a statement of work or a proposal and, you know, the person was really interested and then you don't hear back from them, that is ghosting. That is the definition of a ghost. <laughs> right, because the there was not a clear closure in terms of where things are. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So again, it's, um, again, salespeople, because they come in all shapes and sizes, and you mentioned the word aggressive, I completely agree with you there, right? The ones that are overly aggressive, sometimes you have no choice but to ignore and block or, or, or what have you. And I know that that does happen, but I do know from talking to yourself, people, even in my own experience, like, yes, people, people ghost. And why... Do you think people just can't say, no, Dom, I'm not interested, but thank you very much for your time? Like, how hard is it just to say no? Even if you couldn't be bothered saying, hi, Dom, just say no. That is better than the person sitting there wondering, like, this person was so keen for my services, and then all of a sudden, I got nothing. Like, this person literally just disappeared off the face of the earth. I've heard it especially if you're a vendor listening to this, this episode, like you, you know exactly what I'm talking about. I know multiple people that I could, that I, that I know that have been through this, but how hard is just a simple no? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, and I'll actually share a quick story in which, um, you know, during, during COVID, we, um, we uh, were in the process of closing a deal with, with a, with a client and they actually agreed to it. And they said, yeah, yeah, we'll, 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 uh, we'll pay the invoice. And they did. But then he, he disappeared. So they paid and then I didn't hear from them for close to five weeks. And I thought, well, this is really strange. I mean, you know, from a chuckles perspective, I thought, oh, I wish all clients were like this. They pay us and they disappear. But, you know, <laughs> realistically, I was like, well, this is really, really strange. And, um, you know, it, it turned out he, he ended up following up with me about six weeks later. Um, he had been in the uh, ICU, uh, intensive care unit with with COVID for, for uh, almost a month and a half, you know. And um, I think, again, it, it does give a good reminder that sometimes that life events do happen and, or, you know, people are incredibly busy, you know, sometimes it, it does just slip someone's mind, you know, and I, I can't tell you how many times I've heard from a prospect when I follow up with them after a few weeks, if I don't hear from them, they say, hey, you know what, I totally forgot about this. Thank you so much for, for your polite follow up. Yes, I, well, I want to proceed with this or no, I don't. And here's why, um, you know, so it, it is okay to follow up. And again, speaking with kindness, uh, again, it's understandable that you know, people have a lot of things going on, especially during a pandemic, especially, you know, for working from home. I know for me, I, I pretty much forget everything during the day. You know, my toddler interrupts me multiple times during a day. And if I haven't written that something down, I'll forget to do it. <laughs> right. So uh, I think it's understandable, but it's again, understanding that there are certain situations where it does happen, but it's not truly ghosting. It's just a matter of almost forgetfulness uh, or, you know, just being lost in, in the, in the rat race, so to speak. And that's why again, polite follow-ups are, are okay. Um, it's when, again, you start going on borderline harassment. <laughs> uh, if you don't hear from them, my, sorry, my rule of thumb is if you don't hear from after uh, from them after three follow-ups um then just politely say in the last one you know what don't want to harass you anymore if you are interested in, in following up with me here's my email and contact please feel free to reach out anytime right so i sort of take a, a rule of three um in terms of polite follow-up and being and like I said, leading with kindness there so what you're saying that there, there are levels of ghosting so you've got your top level which is your pure ghost don't care you've uh no response then you sort of got 
maybe someone that disappears and then they come back on, so they ghost for a bit, but they come back. Or then you've actually said no, but people just don't take no for an answer and they're just ferocious with their sort of approach. Would you say that those are maybe the levels that we're dealing with? I like that, you know, and I even referred to that almost as an accidental ghost, right? They're not, int- there's intentional ghosts and then there's accidental ghosts, almost like intentional insiders and accidental insiders. <laughs> That is, yeah, I love that intentional ghost. Okay, so let, let's zoom in on the intentional ghost. What is the mindset of an intentional ghost? So just for example, I'm trying to put my, I just could never do this, but um, if I put myself in their position, what's going through my head? Is it I know that I'm in a level of seniority that I don't care, therefore I'm just going to intentionally ghost you because I still own the power at the end of the day? Would you say that's where the intentional ghosting side of things sort of is stem from? I think that's a fair comment, KB, you know, and, and again, you know, it's it's emphasizing that word intentional. I think it's when someone is knowingly uh, acting in the way that they are ghosting someone, right? Uh, again, you know, let's say you get an email and you read and you, and you read it or you see who it's from and you delete it or you choose to ignore it. You're, you're taking an active step there. You are actively ignoring it, right? That's opposed to, let's say it accidentally gets filed in, in someone's junk folder or that person has been sick for, you know, four weeks. And then when they come back to a massively, uh, overloaded inbox and they simply, skip over your e- email because because there's so much email to sift through. Um, they're not being uh, intentional in terms of skipping you there. They're, they're being accidental. So would you say that the people that are in that intentional ghost, would you say that it is quite a conscious decision to be like, oh, Dom's emailed me again, like stuff that guy. Would you say that that is their mindset? For some of the people, obviously we are talking about certain percentages. We're not talking about everyone here. Would that be where their mind goes that they're just like, huh, I don't want to respond back to your email because I've got the power and I don't care. I don't care how I treat you because I still am a position of power regardless on how I treat you. Would you say that is their mindset? I I, I would say so, you know, and uh, like you said there, you know, I mean, we're, 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 we're um, to a degree we're, we're, we're speaking in broad strokes, but by and far, I would say that that is a, a, you know, fair way to sort of break it down in terms of, again, the accidental versus uh, intentional. I think absolutely that's how I would view it. So let's go on to the accidental side of things. So I know that I've spoken to people, especially in startups, they're like, oh, that person didn't get back to me, KB. And I mean, I've been doing this for a while and I said, look, this person that you're dealing with, you don't know anything about their life, right? Like maybe their kids having difficulties, maybe their wife's not well, maybe, I don't know, their their mum or dad died recently. So maybe that's their personal stuff. Maybe they've had to fire five people in their team and they're then carrying the burden of the workload. Like I always say, have some level of empathy that you really don't know. Because I can relate when people uh, message me a lot on, on social media and I don't respond it's not because I don't care. It's probably, I wouldn't say it's an accidental ghost. It's a delayed response because I yeah. also am a human being as well. I also have my own life, believe it or not. I do have a life outside of work. I have a partner as well. So sometimes I think maybe the accidental ghost is people are human beings at the end of the day and things do happen. And so maybe that their response isn't in your arbitrary timeline. So a lot of people that I have seen think if I message you, Dom, and you don't respond in my belief of when you should respond, because I've made up some arbitrary timeline, then therefore I believe you've ghosted me. Are you sort of seeing that as well? 
Yeah, I, I would say so. You know, and I think that that's really important to again, you know, like you were saying there, and you said this you know, throughout our conversation um, today, KB, is again putting yourself in someone else's shoes. You know, as an example, if I reach out to someone on a platform like LinkedIn. I recognize that there's some people, they are just buried in direct messages, right? For me, I'm lucky if I get, you know, five or six direct messages a day, right? Responding to that is far easier for me. I know people who get, you know, hundreds of DMs a day. I can't imagine responding to hundreds of DMs a day, right? So I recognize that if I'm messaging someone, uh, they may see it, but there may be a delay in responding to it. So again, uh, I don't think that they're, they're not quite fully a ghost because they generally will follow up on it. But sometimes, you know, there's, uh, you need to just have a couple follow-ups. You know, there, there's someone in particular on, on LinkedIn as an example. Um, you know, I, I was having conversations at least through various comments on, 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 on their post. And then I said, Hey, you know, I'll send you a DM. And I did, and they saw it and I thought, okay, I'll wait. And then they didn't respond. And I was like, oh, I wonder what, what what happened there. And you know, they kept you know commenting on my post. I commented on their post. And a few after a week, I thought, you know what, I'll just do a polite follow up. And I did, and I did it when they were online. And then they sent me a note saying, you know what, I am so sorry. You know, I, I I I saw it. I was going to respond, forgot about it. And then and then she said I got buried in a uh, hundred other DMs. So I think again back to the whole almost theme of, of, of the show for, for, for today is again, you know, empathy, kindness, understanding that just because someone doesn't respond, um, it doesn't necessarily have to always be that worst case intentional ghost outcome. It could be, <laughs> but again, if there's enough breadcrumbs in place there, like where the person has been enthusiastic, the person has, you've established a bit of a relationship with them. Um, often then there's, like I said, an in, um, accidental or maybe even, you know, a delayed <laughs> a ghost, so, so to speak. So I think, again, it's really important that to your point, KB, we put each other, uh, put ourselves in other people's shoes, right? There could be, um, they have, they, they have a life outside of uh, work and social media. They could have a sick child, right? Their partner could be sick. They themselves could be going through, through something, right? You just don't know. So again, by understanding and not defaulting to worst case outcome, where you like automatically think, oh, this person is ghosting me. That person's a jerk. Don't always think and assume worst case, right? We, we should all be giving each other the benefit of the doubt. That's so true. Because I always say to people, like, you're not their first priority. Like, you're probably like their 50th priority. You've reached out to them about doing some services. Like, yeah, it's probably important, but they've got like their their wife, their kids, their parents, their staff, like, you know, who knows? Like, maybe they're renovating their house and that's stressful. So I think (laughs) it comes from a level of experience with knowing just don't take it personally. I always say to people, like, stop taking it personally. It's not anything against you. It's on them. They didn't decide to respond. It's that's their problem, not your problem. Unless, of course, you're being quite aggressive in, you know, almost stalking them. Like you don't do that. But this is something that I think people really need to learn. That just don't take it personally. Would you say people do take it personally? Like, oh, okay, well, you know, Dom didn't respond to me, so maybe I'm not good enough. Maybe he doesn't like me. I don't know if we should be doing these absolute statements, like just because someone doesn't respond and you don't even know them doesn't mean that they hate you. And and that's, and that's exactly the the point KB is that so many of us um, are, we have this preconceived notion that we always have to jump to worst case outcome, right? It's, uh, you know, let's say you, you apply to a school that you want to uh, go to, you know, a university or college, and, you know, you don't hear back from a week or two, automatically like, oh, I didn't get in, right? 
very rarely are, are we conditioned to think, hey, you know what, there could be a delay, maybe mail is slow, uh, maybe the, the, the review process has been delayed. So many of us always jump to worst case outcome, right? I think a lot of that is rooted in the fact that we do live in a very anxiety-driven society. You know, there's a reason why a lot of people suffer from from anxiety. Um, you know, so I think it's really important that we always have almost a moment of pause, right? And try and to never jump to worst case outcome, right? That is something that so many of us do by default. But I always say, you know, uh, never, <laughs> um, never, uh, when you're going, when you're going through that, always give someone the benefit of the doubt, right? Don't always assume negative intent. Just because, you know, I, I even have people, I mean, it's like my mother-in-law, she's like, oh, someone looked at me weird across the, the street. I say, like, well, they may have been looking at someone behind you, or they may have been uh, looking at something else, right? You can't always assume negative intent, right? That to me, again, is negative energy that is um, bringing out the worst in humanity. And, you know, if we want to bring out the best in ourselves and each other, right? Assume positive intent, right? And that ties back to, again, leading with kindness and leading with compassion and empathy from the heart. Oh my gosh, I'm this anxiety ridden person. Uh I definitely think like that. Like, why is that person looking at me? Uh, I was like that as a child. So I always still freak out about it as well. Uh, but just going back to your point, anxiety-ridden world, do you think it's because with social media now, again, it's these arbitrary timelines. It's like, okay, I've messaged Dom. I mean, I probably message you when it's like 2 in the morning in your time as well. I'm in a different time zone to you. So there's that aspect of it. But do you think that people just think that because they have access to someone that they can message, that they should be getting back to them? Is that where that sort of anxiety is sort of derived from, would you say? Oh, oh for sure. You know, and, and especially with from the rise of, of smartphones and when we uh, – sold out our, our, our soul, so to speak, in terms of uh, being available 24-7, right? I mean, even if you think about from a work perspective, right? A lot of people think that if they receive an e- email outside of work hours, that especially if it's from their manager, that they should respond to it. You know, in fact, you know, I, I have a lot of conversations with our clients where I say, you know what, if you're working in the evening and you send out an email, you know, be very clear that you're not expecting a response from them at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. You know, uh, I know for, for myself, I do a lot of work after my kids go to bed because that's the only time I can be productive. Uh, and I'll send out emails at, you know, eight, nine, 10 o'clock at, at night, my time. And I live in the Pacific time zone. Um, and I always tell people, you know, whenever you get this message, don't feel the urge to have to respond right away, right? We're in that type of culture where there's that expectation where if you have your phone and your email is connected to that, you should be responding right away. Why aren't we hearing back from you? You know, So I think it's really important from a cultural perspective that organizations set the tone that you know it's almost like uh, when an email gets there, it's like when the mail, actual physical mail gets to your mailbox. You know, um, When the mail uh, man or, or woman gets the, delivers the mail, you shouldn't necessarily have to just run right away to, to get the mail. It's okay if you let it lay there for a few hours. I mean, around my house, getting the mail is probably the most exciting thing that happens during our day. So we go right away. But for, for most people, it's a, it's a matter of it's just being held there until you get to it. <laughs> yeah, I like that so much. And I think that that's the way I – I used to be like that. Like someone messaged me after messaging him back. And I mean, I, I try to do my best – but I've also got boundaries in place. And it's funny now, I mean, I've got two phones. So one phone is completely no emails. My Only my family have that number. Like 
no one, not even certain friends have that number because sometimes I just want to be left alone when people message you on every single platform possible. And then I'll sometimes I'll read things as well. Then I'll forget that is the I'm notorious for that. So I can understand when people are on social media on LinkedIn, they read it and then they forget. I do that constantly, but again, it doesn't mean I'm ghosting. Uh, but how would, so just say someone is ghosting and then they're aware of it. How do you think that people, will they sort of get known for being like the security ghost or like, oh, that size, I just ghost constantly. And if so, what does that sort of version of themselves look like down the line? The best approximation I can give to that is, you know, I'd say it, it, it's someone who tends to have a very fixed mindset, you know, someone who um, doesn't see the best in, in, in themselves or in others. It's someone who is not able to reach their full potential because they have a, a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset. Uh, it's someone who may be stuck in a role that they're unhappy with, uh, but they don't have the um, uh, the internal um, belief in themselves to 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 you know to unleash their their, their full potential, um, and as such, you know that often manifests in negative communication styles and negative energy to, towards other people. Um, you know because that that that's just a matter of um, you know a, a lack of confidence. You know, and we, we see that with some people where they project their lack of confidence on onto others. Right. Um, if they if they themselves can't succeed, they'll they'll tear others down. Um, you know, so I I generally like I said, generally speaking, I don't see many growth mindset oriented people, people who believe in leading with kindness and compassion, um, being people who actively go out of their way to, to ghost people, right? It tends to be people, like I said, who have very negative energy, very fixed mindset, uh, and are stuck in roles that they're very unhappy with. Totally understand what you're saying. So as an example, from a scenario point of view, just say a company or I was the company, I went to you, was curious about your services, did everything, and then you sent me your quote or whatever it is, and then I ghosted you. What happens then if I saw you at a security conference potentially in six months? <laughs> How do you handle that situation? So I always like to think, look, I don't know what happened. Maybe that person had a bad day. Who knows? Water under the bridge, and I sort of just ignore it. I don't go, hey, are you the one that ghosted me? How do you, how would you handle that? And what sort of advice would you have for people that likely will run into that person again, that has already been ghosted? You know what the, the and that's, that, that's a really, really good question, KB, you know, and, um, that, that's, that's definitely happened to me. And you know, I was certainly more, more pre COVID. Um, uh, but, um, one of the things which I've really seen be, um, what I feel is, 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 a, is a powerful way of doing it is to again, not be confrontational about it, but not to ignore it either. You know, again, I, I will often lead from a, a place of uh, genuine concern. So as an example, if you know, we're working on a send overstatement of work and we never heard back um, and I see that person six months down the road, uh, we say, Hey, you know, we haven't uh, hope, hope everything is okay. You know, we never did hear back from the statement um, of work or the proposal. Um, that's cool. If you guys didn't go ahead with us, that's cool. But you know, we just genuinely want to make sure that you know everything was okay. And that just because we didn't hear from back, uh, hear back from you. Again, being fairly informal about it, and again focusing more so on their well-being and the well-being of their team, um, I think it's a way to at least help provide some closure, and if nothing else, maybe even further the relationship. Right? Um, a lot of people actually appreciate the fact that you don't come in with a full head of steam and you know tear them a new one. Uh, other people will appreciate that you're not 
you know, maybe ignoring the elephant in the room. Um, again, to me, it always goes back to, again, just being authentic, being transparent, being real with someone, uh, but still being kind and, and compassionate. Um, you'd be, you'd be amazed at the, uh, at the doors that that opens. And, um, you know, even if they say, and a lot of people actually ha- actually had this happen <laughs> where, uh, someone had completely missed the statement of work that I sent over. And I met them at a conference a few months down the road and he was, he was just genuinely embarrassed. He said, I, I really wanted to go ahead with you. He said, I just totally forgot about it. And they didn't go ahead with, with anyone on, on that project. And he said, tell you what, we have a new project, you know, we, um, you know, it's under, uh, um, under the RFP threshold. Uh, how about we, we have you guys do that for us? And boom, we got work right out of that. And to this day, this, that person is, is, is a, is a very good friend of mine. Um, Again, it's because we took the time uh, to, again, approach it um, with kindness and to just approach it, like I said, from a genuine place of concern. That's awesome. I really love that. I think that I hope most people sort of take your advice on board and apply it to their own scenarios. Would you also say that, just say example, I was the ghoster again, I saw you at a conference do you think people's default position is to avoid? They're aware or I'm aware that I've ghosted you. They don't want to then engage with you. So how do you sort of reignite that that sort of conversation? Do you think that as you, you would go in, everything that you've just said to not hold them too accountable or, or maybe just start afresh like as if it didn't happen? What, how, do you think it is normal that people are avoiding? Because it's awkward, right? It's, I mean – it can be super awkward and I think that people don't like confrontation. They don't want to be in situations where they feel on the back foot or they're having to defend their position. Oh, for, for, for sure, KB. You know, and, and to me, I think it, it, it comes down to, again, you don't have to necessarily hit that head on. But even just saying something like, hey, you know, we haven't chatted with you in a few months. Um, you know, I uh, just want to make sure things are going okay. You know, when things get busy at work, you know, did you lose a, lose a team member? Um, and then they may say, oh, well, yeah, work's been absolutely crazy. You know, I haven't had a chance to catch up on emails or or what have you. Again, by, by focusing more so, like I said, on them and, you know, their well-being, their workload, you know, things that they may be struggling with right now, um, you're at least able to at least restart that conversation. And like I said, do so in a way that's not adversarial, right? Rather than coming in and say, hey, you know, we spent, you know, two days coming up with that proposal. We never heard back from you. You know, let's let's take this outside so we can settle this. Um, you know, doing it in a way where, again, you're focusing on their well-being. You know, um, this didn't happen to me, but it happened to a friend of mine who's also a, a consultant. And, um, you know, he, he, he ended up meeting someone that, uh, that he had sent a proposal to. They actually met them when he was just uh, uh, out at a, at a restaurant and, you know, he, he bumped into them and they ended up having a conversation and just asked how, how, how things were going. And um, turned out the same day that he sent out the, um, his proposal, um, the, you know, his prospect, um, that the prospect's mother died. And uh, the guy uh, just took a leave of absence for almost two months, and because um, he was just shattered by it, and you know he forgot all the things he was working on, and they ended up reconnecting. And um, you know, again, my friend uh, like me believes in leading with empathy and, and compassion, and um, uh, they end up you know, really buying. And you know, he he, he talked about uh, openly about his mom, and um, they end up uh, you know a few months down the road after they restarted that relationship, my 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 friend ended up winning them as a client. Um, so again, it's by, again, put your, put yourself at the end of the day, we're all humans, right. And we need to connect as humans, right. Um, you know, bad things happen to us on a daily basis, right. Um, but again, when we connect with ourselves and connect with others at that human level, 
at that emotional level. Uh, and like I said, that genuine, genuinely caring and compassionate level, um, that's, that's where, that's where, that's where magic happens, you know, and, um, you know, my, 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 what really won my friend's prospect over was that, uh, my friend said to him, he said, you know what, I too lost my mom, uh, about a year and a half ago. Um, here's some of the things that sort of helped me get through the, 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 the past year. And, um, the prospect really appreciated that, right. It was, it wasn't just a, oh, my condolences, you know, let's, let's touch base in two weeks kind of thing, right? That, that's, that's, there's, there's no emotion to that. There's no mm. sense of actually caring the fact that that person lost his mother, right? Yeah. By saying, you know what, I understand what you're going through. Um, you know, uh, I too lost someone, you know, lost my mom. She was super close to me. You know, uh, again, you're, you're, you're connecting, right? You're developing such a deep visceral human connection there. Mm-hmm. there, there uh, whether or not a, a sale happened at that point was irrelevant because they developed a very, very strong friendship from that point forward. And now that prospect has become a client who engages him year after year after year after year, all because he showed that he cared. And genuinely cared, like you said, like oh, he, genuinely you know, cared, absolutely. Like, oh, your condolences, and then back on to business. No, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, it's a long term game. So if you're just thinking, oh, well, you know, I just want to get this deal over the line, I don't think in the end you go. It's that fixed mindset. It's about playing the long term game. And sometimes you're going to lose a deal, but you may win that deal in two years' time. So that is sort of the mindset you've got to look at it from would you also say as well that people ghost because they're embarrassed about a situation and what i mean by that is maybe they've spent six months looking at a vendor but then their their whole budget got cut because covid happened uh one of their clients went bankrupt and then all of a sudden they've got no budget do you think it's then hard to go back to a vendor to then say hey i'm so sorry our budget's being cut do you think they feel embarrassed perhaps by having to go back and say that you know what? It, and that to me again speaks to the, again, the strength of the relationship and why, um, you know, um, I, when I, when I think about sales, I think about leading with friendship, right? To me, the, the, the ones where I've established and worked on developing a relationship and meaningful friendship, um, you're cultivating a, a very transparent and open communication channel. So if, if they say, Hey, you know what, Dom, um, because of COVID, the budget got slashed. This is all we can do this year. I'll say, you know what, I, under, I understand, you know, um, you know, I understand, I understand because, you know, we, we too are, you know, having to uh, cut costs as well here, you know, what, what, what type of budget do you have available? What type of things are you hoping to, to achieve with, with that budget? And then we work collaboratively on figuring out what we can do, right? Um, if, we're, if they're not transparent with us and we're not transparent with them, then you can't end up creating and collaborating on a really creative solution, right? But when you, again, invest in the relationship, invest in the, in the friendship, and again, this is why it's so important that for me, I, mean, I hate terms like sales quota, right? A sales quota dehumanizes your clients, right? At the end of the day, um, I truly believe that each and every one of our clients are meaningful relationships, right? There, many of them are, are meaningful uh, friendships that I hope to have for for many many years to come. Uh, I don't see them as a quota, <laughs> um, you know. And I think it's super important that you know, when you invest in that relationship, it allows to um, you to have the confidence and almost create the right environment to have those types of transparent uh, conversations, right? And that's what's super important for again when you think big picture, right? A good meaningful relationship and a good meaningful friendship is far more valuable over a 20, 25 year period than trying nickel and dime some, you know, quote unquote client uh, for a one-time deal. 
Absolutely. I totally agree with you on that point. Do you sort of believe that this is just part of what happens with all of this ghosting stuff though? Like we talked about the intentional ghost, the accidental ghost, the levels of ghosting. And then is this just something that people in the industry just have to enjoy? Is this just how it is and we just don't take it personally and all the sort of the the advice you gave before and how to handle being ghosted, how to sort of recover about when someone's ghosting you? How do you sort of see this moving forward? Oh, boy, you're asking me really good questions. <laughs> you know, to, to, to me, I, I truly believe that um, we're going to, uh, especially over the uh, coming years, people who still stick to, and I'll just use the term loosely, old school sales techniques, uh, and that, can, that involves stuff like ghosting, um, those types of people are going to be at a competitive disadvantage, right? To me, modern sales all centers around meaningful relationship building, genuinely caring about others, and genuinely leading with kindness and compassion and empathy, right? Um, and, and humanizing each and every person that you talk to. Uh, people who embrace that approach, um, and again, if you embrace that approach, ghosting doesn't exist, right? So those types of people are set up for an extremely uh, uh, high competitive advantage compared to those who don't take that approach. So I truly believe over the next decade, uh, we're going to see that true modern approach to, to sales really, really, really take off. Do you think that almost, I mean, now people are calling people out in the industry if, I think there are some people calling about like, I don't know, men that are sleazy, for example, like that's one element of it. But then do you think people will start calling out that people who do ghost, like you are the known ghoster? Do you think we're going to get to that stage? Because it is a respect thing. Like I can totally understand and tables turn, right? Like just because you are now in a position, you may need me because maybe I become your boss then down the line. Like you just don't know how things operate. Do you think we'll get to that stage? And like people don't want to work with these people at the end of the day, just because you're in a position of power does not mean that it gives you the authority and the right to treat people without any respect. Yeah. And, and, and that's such a, such a good point, KB, you know, to, to me again, it's, um, it, again, when you're talking, you mentioned the word respect, you know, that to me is what it all centers around because, uh, again, if you're some you know, sales development rep or what have you, and you're just viewing everyone that you reach out to as a number, you're not respecting them. You're not respecting them as a human. Uh, and furthermore, if your boss is telling you, "Hey, how many people did? How many how many uh, calls did you make today?" Again, something like a call is dehumanizing it, right? It's more of how many relationships did you start off today? How many friendships did you kick off, right? How many relationships did you take from being sort of you know just just meeting someone to now being something more more meaningful, right? If we start focusing on sales metrics where we're actually humanizing uh, prospects rather than dehumanizing them, uh, the respect factor is going to go up, right? Because it stands to reason that if you are viewing them as humans, you're respecting the fact that they are human beings with, with lives, with other, other commitments, uh, worries, issues, and, and and everything that goes um, around the, the human experience. Do you think so as well? Because people nowadays want to do their research online. So there's going to be a lot less need for people to be aggressive and calling people up and sales quotas and get on the phones. Like that madman era style environment is going to dissipate. People hate it. They feel harassed. They feel that like they are just a number or they're just a way for people to get a better car because they're a salesperson. So do you think that this potentially will just change the game because 
people will will not take calls from people if they outreach to them. They're going to want to do their own due diligence, their own reconnaissance work on a particular product, service, whoever, and therefore it's going to decrease potentially then the communication for people being outwardly aggressive in terms of their outreach style. Yeah, I, 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 and, and I think that's that's such a good point. I think really we're going to see less of a reliance on because um, right now you know, sales is more uh, focused on quantity than it is quality, right? Is the you know a salesperson who called five hundred you know prospects that person's a hero, right? But the person who developed three meaningful relationships. According to a lot of you know sales metrics, a lot of organizations used uh, or use, um, you know that person's a failure, right? They they failed at, at their sales job, right? Um, I th- I think I truly believe that over time, and it's going to take time. As like I said, there's a lot of people who still hold the um, the anchorman <laughs> school of thought from you know 1970s uh, 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 book to, to sales. Uh, I think a lot of them, as as they retire, um, I think you know a lot of those 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 dated concepts are are going to go out to pasture right I, I truly believe that again it's going to be focusing more on quality rather than quantity right and again quality you achieve quality by investing meaningfully in those relationships by like i said actually expressing genuine care uh about someone and that that all ties back like i said to to, to compassion and empathy and kindness no you're absolutely right i really love everything that you said today and it's so true and it's so real and i know it's Everyone to some degree would have faced this, whether you're in a client or not, it doesn't matter. You, you would have faced this sometime in your life. So I really appreciate you being honest, sharing your thoughts, sharing your own experiences of how you've been ghosted yourself. So really appreciate it, Dom. If people have a question for you that I didn't ask you today about ghosting or other types of things, how can they get in contact with you? Oh, I appreciate that, KB. I mean, people uh, can reach out uh, via uh, my company website, and that's cyber.sc, uh, or they can reach out to me on LinkedIn. Just look up Dominic Vogel. Uh, I'm the only one uh, on there, and uh, always appreciate when people reach out, follow me, uh, engage with my content. Always love developing uh, new and meaningful relationships. Awesome. Well, really appreciate it again, Dom. Can't wait to get you back, and thank you so much for your time. Uh, that, that was amazing, KB. Appreciate you to the moon and back. Thank you so much, my, my friend. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. We hope that you found today's episode useful and you took away a few key points. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get our latest episodes. If you'd like to find out how KBI can help grow your cyber business, then please head over to kbi.digital. This podcast was brought to you by KBI.media, the voice of cyber.